Are you living a blessed life? I mean, really. I mean, according to the scriptures. A lot of preaching today talks about blessings, and yet many preachers twist this idea of the blessings of the Lord. Is the blessings of the Lord all financial or material? Or is there something even greater in this issue known as the blessings of the Lord? We'll be talking about this and more on the next Bible Beacon podcast. Stay tuned. All right, glad that you've tuned in today. This is Pastor Raymond Rivers. And uh, again, we are glad that you're here uh, as we look forward to sharing something from the Word of God that's going to brighten your day and show you the way that God would have you to walk. And it's our desire that each week as we gather here uh, through this podcast to do just that. And again, we're going to be talking about the subject of living a blessed life. The message that you're about to hear was recently preached in the auditorium of the Gospelite Free Will Baptist Church uh, in Clear, Alabama. And I trust that if you're ever in the Clear, Alabama area on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday night, you'd stop by and join, uh, join with us as we worship the Lord and learn from His Word and sing His praises. And uh, so without further ado, I hope that you will enjoy a living a blessed life. It's as bad as mine. But uh, I always seem to forget to hit the wrong, uh, hit the right button. But Psalm number one, beginning in verse one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish." This morning, I'd like to preach a message that I've simply entitled, Living a Blessed Life. Living a Blessed Life. Can I just tell you something? I don't know who's listening this morning, and uh, but I, I want you to understand that as a pastor, I care about people. I think a lot of times pre people look at preachers and we think, or they think that we're just in it for the numbers or for the popularity or the fame or whatever the case may be. Well, let me tell you something. We're not getting rich here. We, 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 we're not getting famous. Uh, a lot of people don't even know we're here. But can I tell you something? Uh, we want the blessings of God upon you. And the reason that we preach in the way that we do is so that God will bless your life and, and that not only in this life, but the life to come, you can receive all that God would have you to be. But unfortunately, today, so much preaching, it takes that thought and makes it materialistic, and it's unfortunate. And we're going to be sharing about that here in these messages. Heavenly Father, I ask you that you'd speak through me today. Help this preacher, Lord, because I desperately need it. Lord, I pray that you'll encourage us, strengthen us, guide us, and instruct us from your word. And Father, help us to be lights in this darkened world. In Jesus' name, amen. The words, 
our new normal have become quite popular or at least uh, common today. It is in reference to the COVID-19 that we now are wearing masks, washing hands more often, social distancing and so forth. But unfortunately, for years, there have been people who have been trying to make a new normal of what is a blessed life and how to have one. While the blessings of God upon a person may include a financial or material blessings, some blessings are spiritual, non-material, and more valuable than money could ever afford. While the blessings of God upon a person may include these blessings, God wants to give you some things that go a whole lot further than a dollar bill. While there are changes occurring in our world right now, there is one thing that is for certain concerning our subject today, and that is blessings will come to those who live according to Scripture. You know, there's people who say, well, it doesn't matter how you live. Yes, it does. No, listen, folks, I want you to understand that we are saved by grace through faith, as Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, it tells us that it is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. But verse 10 tells us that we're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And so, yes, it does matter how you live. God will not, I repeat, God will not bless sin. Now, I'm not talking about legalism. Before anybody wants to accuse me of that, I'm not talking about legalism. As I said, salvation is by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship in Christ Jesus, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, he says, uh, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. But I'm not even talking about legalism. I'm not even talking about materialism. For the things of this world will perish and burn up. The Bible tells us in 1 John 2, 17, And the world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of the Father abideth forever. Listen, folks, I believe there's a lot of people today who don't like preaching like this because it means that we have to take orders, our direction, our leadership, from the Lord and uh, we're not the one in charge but listen folks when you become a Christian a saved born again individual the Bible says uh, that he is the Lord of our lives I'm not talking about a health and wealth gospel I'm going to be honest with you that one just really gets under my skin uh, because God has never promised us that life would be without trials the Bible says it like this though John 16 33 these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And so therefore today, uh, it's not legalism, it's not materialism, it's not a health and wealth gospel. It's just simply loving Jesus enough to obey his word uh, and to live for his glory. I'm convinced that many people do not see the correlation between a blessed life and a Bible life. God will not bless sin. God will not bless sin. Get it? God will not bless sin. Therefore, we must understand He will bless a life lived in accordance to Scripture. Yes, His mercy reigns on the just and the unjust 
But at the same time, His blessings are reserved for those who follow His Word in faith and love and obedience. Now, please understand that the blessings of God come in different forms. Again, as I've already mentioned, sometimes God wants to bless His children and it does come in material or financial. But there are some other things that this money cannot buy like peace, joy, and love, and victory in our Christian walk. Now, for instance, look at the frame of mind. I mean, if you'll take a lot of the understanding, a lot of the preaching that goes on today and put it into Paul and Silas's life, you see a lot of difference from the way it is in Scripture. Because Scripture tells us that here was Paul serving God. Silas was serving God, doing what God wanted them to do. And then all of a sudden, they're cast into prison. Modern day preaching, or at least some of it, will tell you that, you know, Paul and Silas is, you know, uh, not living for God. Let me tell you something. They were living for God. But their frame of mind realized that even though their circumstances were not always good, they knew that they could still praise God. Listen to what they did in Acts 16, verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Let me tell you something. There's a lot, as I've already mentioned this morning, a lot to be thankful for. We're never, I repeat, never given a permission slip to sin. Romans chapter 6 and verses 1 and 2. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? 1 John 2 and verse 1. It says, My little children, these things I write, uh, write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And I'm thankful for the forgiveness, but God wants us to walk in righteousness. It is clear that if you want a blessed life, it has to be a Bible life. I don't want you to misunderstand. I'm not preaching that I am perfect. I'm not preaching that I will ever be perfect in this life. But I want us to understand there ought to be a striving in each one of our lives to live for the Lord in this dark world that we live in. A life that has turned from sinfulness and turned to Jesus Christ alone in faith. We're not saved by works. I want to make it abundantly clear. I want God to bless you, but we're not saved by works. The greatest of all blessings is salvation. And my friends, I want you to understand today that it's all by the grace of God. There's a lot that's concerning the subject of blessings today. I want you to see, first of all, the presence and the precedent of Scripture in one's life. Notice the Bible says here in verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Notice it says the man. Let me tell you something. God wants to bless you today. Dear human, God wants you to be saved. He wants you to walk in accordance to His will and that He might bless you in this life and the life to come. Notice the Bible says, Blessed is the man. I believe there's some blessings that we're going to get to receive when we get to heaven, but God has already begun to give us some blessings even here. But He tells us here in this passage of Scripture that the man is blessed that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth away in sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the 
scornful. You know what that tells me? He has allowed room for Christ and His Word, but not for ungodly living. Let me tell you something. God will not bless sin. God will not bless sin. And therefore today, the presence and the precedent of Scripture, Holy Scripture, the Holy Bible in one's life puts us on that path of blessing. The Bible says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He says, hey, listen, he's not given into wicked counsel, ungodly living. Uh, but the Bible says right here that he delights in the word of God. The word delight means uh, pleasure or desire. His desire, what brings him great joy in his life is the word of God and living with God or for God. But it says, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now, listen, folks. I believe that God will bless His children. That doesn't mean life is without problems. We've already seen in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. How can we live such a life? Listen, folks, I know there's a lot of difference of opinions, but folks, we must come to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. His Holy Spirit uh, indwells within us and fills us or controls us, leads us and guides us to live for Him. And the Bible tells us that we can live a, a Spirit-filled, victorious Christian life, but we must meditate in His Word, uh, the Lord's Word, and follow Him how often? Day and night. Not just on Sunday morning, but day and night on Sunday. A day and night on Monday through Saturday. The Bible teaches us that there must be a presence and precedent of the Word of God. The Bible must take preeminence in our life as uh, far as our wisdom and our guidance and the advice and the counsel that we follow. The Bible teaches us that there must be a presence and a precedent. The second of all is that when we get focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that there is absence of sinful living in one's life. When we get busy getting in the Word of God and living for God, we're not going to have time uh, for the things of this world. Unfortunately, even with that, we're still not perfect. And we fail God, then we must repent if that, that when that happens because the Bible says that we're liars, according to 1 John, if we say that we do not sin. Notice the Bible says here in verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not. That's his actions. Our actions are to be godly, not sinful. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That tells me the counsel, the advice that you and I listen to must come from the Word of God. If we have preachers or other friends that lead us uh, in counsel, then it must be Bible-based. Notice it says, Blessed is the man that does not stand in the way of sinners. That's his association. Be careful of the people you associate with. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, there's a lot of people who preach separation. And I believe that Christians are to live separate lives. There is the teaching of separation in the Bible. However, I don't read where the Bible teaches us that we're to isolate ourselves in the sense that we can't minister to lost people as if we were looking down upon them. But let me tell you something. The Bible does say that we have to be careful who we daily fellowship and receive counsel from. Listen to 2 Timothy 2 verse 22. 
Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. There must be a precedence and a presence of the Word of God in our lives and there should be an absence of sinful living in one's life. And we can live for the glory of God uh, a life that is victorious. How, Brother Raymond? By the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But it's not just our actions and association and advice, but it is also our attitude. Let me ask you something. What is your attitude towards Scripture and living for Jesus. Notice it says, Blessed is the man that does not sit in the seat of the scornful, the, the seat of the scoffers, those who make fun, who cropped an attitude, oh, oh, I'm better than those Christians. I don't need their Christianity. I don't need their God. That's how a lot of people act uh, concerning the Scripture. They, I don't need the Bible. But let me tell you something. The Bible tells me that I don't need to live that way. I don't need to live a scoffing, scornful life. But I need to come and I need to embrace the Word of God, its teachings, its doctrines, and live it out by grace through faith and realizing that there are blessings for those who follow His Word. Then thirdly, I want you to see the presence of blessings in one's life. Now, before I go any further, some of you may be thinking today that there are people out there who are as wicked and ungodly as can be, and yet they seem to have all that life has for them. Well, let me remind you, again, not all blessings are material. By the way, for those who don't know Jesus Christ and have all this world has to offer, you know, fancy house, fancy car, and all that kind of stuff. But let me tell you, all that's going to burn up. What really is going to matter in this world is, do you know Jesus and are you going to heaven when you die? So therefore, when a person comes to the Lord Jesus Christ and lives for Him by the power of the Holy Spirit, according to the Word of God, uh, the Bible says that that man is blessed. The word blessed there in verse 1 means happy. Happy in the sense that he knows the Lord, he knows what God wants him to do, and he's doing it and enjoying the blessings received from that. Notice what happens in verse 3. For the person who does so. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now for some people, uh, you know, that seems like a simple statement. But man, is it ever packed. Because the Bible says, and he shall be like a tree planted. That word planted really is transplanted. God is going to take you from where you're at, put you where you need to be. And where is it that you need to be? The Bible says, by the rivers of water. Why do you need water? You can't survive without water. God is going to give you all that you need, putting you where you need to be, for, have the friends and the people that you need around you to give you the blessings that you need. Now, notice the Bible goes on to say that not only are we going to be blessed and be transplanted, but we're also going to be fruitful and vibrant. He goes on to say in verse 3, he says that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. You may be living for Jesus Christ and it may seem like the fruit hasn't come, but God's got a season for you. His leaf also shall not wither. Listen, folks, God's going to give you a fruitful, vibrant life. 
if you live for him. No, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be rich. It doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to be healthy. But it does mean that God's going to bless you uh, in a great way. There's a lot of people that needs, uh, uh, or they're praying, crying out, Oh God, uh, may your hand of blessing rest upon me. And God is crying out to a nation, to a world, accept my son uh, and live for me in the power of the Holy Spirit according to this precious book. Then I want everybody to pay close attention because this is where one of those areas where a lot of people don't preach it like it should be. Notice the Bible says, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper or bring to perfection. Whatever that God has for me, to everything there's a season, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.1. And so therefore, He's going to bring it to completion. God's got a plan for your life. It's good and acceptable and perfect. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 tells us. And therefore, we need to do with the, be in the Word of God that we may do His will. And the Bible says it'll bring it to completion. There's a lot of things we think, God, where's this journey going to end? Lord, when are we ever going to get to that point where there's fruit, where there's success? And the Bible tells us that that day will come. Maybe today you're listening to this message. And you're a pastor. Maybe because of the COVID-19 or other circumstances, or maybe uh, like us, maybe your tenants were struggling even before the pandemic started. Can I tell you something today? Don't give up. Don't give up. Because he says your fruit coming in your season, the season that God has for you today. But notice something else that's very interesting. Verse 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. The word knoweth here means to observe, to recognize, to, to care for. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. And for those who live for the Lord, that is, for those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and have accepted Him as their personal Lord and Savior and have lived in accordance to His commands because they love Him, not to be saved, but because they are saved. The Bible says He knows their way. He cares for them. That reminds me of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. And let me tell you something. I may not be rich. I may not have a lot of the world's good. I may not be famous or popular. But this one thing I know, I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man, not because I deserve it, it's because of the grace of Almighty God in my life. But those blessings will be withheld if we do not live in accordance to His Word. So let me give you a review real quickly. It's the presence and the precedent of the Scriptures in one's life. It is the absence of sinful living in one's life. Don't choose the path of unrighteousness. Jesus is leading us in the path of righteousness as we've just seen in Psalm 23. And then thirdly, the presence of blessings in one's life. Now, some say, well, Brother Raymond, this sounds like holiness preaching. 
And you're right, it is. We're to live holy in the sight of God. And He sees all that we do. He knows all that we say. He knows everything that we think. But again, it is not to be saved. It is because we are saved and have the help of the Holy Spirit of God. Our works, I repeat, our works never save us. I'm talking about holiness today and that God's blessings will come upon those who live in accordance to His Word by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. But listen, folks, again, hear me out. Salvation is a gift to those who repent of their sins and put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we're saved by grace through faith. Our works never save us. But after we're saved, our works ought to please the Lord. But not everybody knows the Lord. Not everybody wants to live for Him. Some are lost. Some are backslidden. And living such a life will never bring blessings. Living an ungodly life will never bring blessings. Listen to verse 4 through 6 again. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The ungodly will not be acquitted. The life of the ungodly will not be blessed on earth. It surely will not be blessed in eternity. But again, we are to live right, not to be saved, but because we are. Can I tell you, as a 16-year-old boy, I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life because the reality of John 14, verse 6 says, Jesus saith, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is speaking to His disciples. He said unto Him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am, not we are. I am the way, the truth, and life. No man come to the Father but by me. If I was going to make it to heaven, I had to come to by Jesus Christ. It's a choice though. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Are you going to live for the devil and live a life of sin? Or are you going to walk in the path of righteousness uh, in the Lord, with the Lord Jesus Christ, putting your faith in Him and Him alone to get you to heaven? You see, folks, a lot of times people think, well, I can come to get saved and then I can live like I want to. That's not true. How do you know, Brother Raymond? Because again, Romans 6, verses 1 and 2, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That is, may it never be. No, I'm not perfect. But I do know this. As I yield myself to the Lord and live according to His Word, He will bless me. He will bless. And He wants to bless us because He's a loving Heavenly Father. He's a good shepherd. And He wants to bless us today. Are we living? Am I living, are you living a life that God will bless? I hope so. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to remind you that God loves us even that while we were yet sinners. Even though we were not worthy of love, mercy, grace, or salvation, God the Father sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you and for me. Now, I don't know about you, but that just blows me away to know that in all of my imperfection, as I was born to this world and failed and sinned against God, He still loved me. But I had to come to a point where I repented or turned from my sins and turned to Him in faith. And by grace, He saved me. 
through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when He did that, it put me on a path, a righteous path, as I read the Word of God. And God says, I won't bless sin, but I'll bless you in righteousness. And I hope that you have chosen to do that today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come praying for those who have tuned in today. Lord, if they're saved, I pray that you would strengthen and encourage their faith. Help them to continue to be strong and walk in the Holy Spirit of God in your word, in accordance to your word, a life of obedience and holiness, not for salvation, but because of it in the filling of the Holy Spirit of God. And Lord, I ask you for those who, Lord, have gotten weak in the faith, backslidden on you. Lord, we don't look down upon them, but Lord, we love them. They're, they're our brothers and sisters, and Lord, we want them to return back. And I pray that you would speak to them in a very special way. Lord, revive their hearts. And Lord, for those who are lost, who, who have never trusted you, Lord, I pray today that you would save them. Lord, that they would cry out in, in faith and repentance, confessing their sins to you, and Lord, being saved and, and getting in the Word of God and, and living in a life of obedience that you can bless. Father, I thank you for your love for us. I thank you in the midst of days of discouraging times, you are faithful. Thank you, Lord, that you anoint us with fresh oil. And Father, I pray that you'll move in a mighty way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Thank you for listening to the Bible Beacon podcast today. We trust uh, that uh, if you have any prayer requests or if you've never come to know Jesus Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior that you would contact us we would love to share more with you from the Word of God concerning salvation accepting the Lord and growing in the faith you can contact us uh, through uh, Facebook uh, with instant messenger and we would love to be able to get in touch with you there or you could write a snail mail at the gospel light free will Baptist Church Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama. Calera spelled C-A-L-E-R-A. Gospel Light, Free Will Baptist Church. Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama, 35040. May God bless you as you seek to live for Him.